nearly the talents and ability and uh, or oratory skills as he does, but I said, Pastor, I absolutely will. You know, I absolutely would do that. Um, I'd be happy to. And, uh, you know, three, four months ago, okay, I was pretty, you know, confident. <laughs> I, you know, throughout the last few months, there were certain things would come into my head, you know, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's a message. Oh, wow, that's a great, that's a great thing. To, oh, that verse, that scripture, oh, that's okay. Oh, ooh, yeah. So I'm thinking, man, by March 3rd, I am going to be totally set. This thing's going to write itself. All these awesome ideas, all these, it's going to be fantastic. I'm like, I'm so excited. So last week I sit down in front of an open, empty word document, blank. And I literally stared at it. 15 minutes, nothing. Now, it's not part of our, our message, you know, that I'm going to bring today, but it just proves that oftentimes we have idea, an idea, you know, of what we're going to do for the Lord, even plan with intent and with a heart of serving him, but the Lord steps in and takes us in a completely different direction, one we may not expect, one we may not be particularly prepared for. So as we begin this message, let our prayers be that we are open to God's will in our lives, and we don't mistake our will with good intent as for what he wants from us. So the two key verses that I'm going to focus on this morning start in Isaiah. And there's a lot of verses. So if you got your Bible, get it ready. And I think Miss Joanne is going to put them up on the screen so you don't have to flip as fast as uh, humanly possible. But Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And the second verse that I'll be focusing on is, is Psalm 32, verse 7. It says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt, shalt compass, about, compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. The message today is entitled, Run and Hide. So let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, again, just thank you for bringing us together. Uh, Lord, I just, Lord I, I just pray that you would work through me today, uh, Lord, as I stand here, not feeling worthy, uh, just not feeling you know, confident in my ability to represent you. I just counted an honor and a blessing to be able to, to go to the scriptures, uh, to just go to your word and to present that that it may touch hearts for it never returns void. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you use me as an open, empty vessel, that you would utilize you know, whatever you would have to be heard today to touch hearts, to encourage someone, you know, someone who needs to hear the right words. They're not coming from me. They're not coming from my mouth, my brain, my heart. They're coming from you. And Lord, I just pray again that you would use me, that you would bless hearts, you would open ears to your word. I love you. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. Is it awkward in here, or is it just me? It is. <clears throat> hmm? It is hot. No. But that's all right. No! <laughs> Jennifer, you are cold-blooded. So, back to the run-and-hide idea. When I thought about this, it's funny because we all, typically, everyone has struggles. Anyone here had a rough week? Mm-hmm. Or a rough day? <clears throat> Or a rough month, or a rough decade. How about we go there, right? <laughs> now, we typically all go through this. But what I was kind of meditating and praying about was when we go through struggles, and I'm going to say even in the last 24 hours, 48 hours, I've had my struggles. But in those times of struggles, when we have those times, when we either feel in danger, or we feel unloved, or we feel hurt, what do we typically do? 
Now, you've heard the saying, you can't run from your problems. And, and that's true, right? You can't run from your problems. But regardless of how true that is, we still try and try and try again. The first thing we need to realize is that we're never going to stop having problems. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> you know, you come to church, you know, you ask Christ into your heart to save your soul. It's not all roses and butterflies after that. You will have troubles. You will have tribulations. You will have struggles. You know, we'll have conflicts, struggles, difficulties as long as we're living on this earth. And Jesus himself affirms that in, verse, in John, verse, John 16, verse 33. It says, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. It doesn't say you might, you could. It, it, it possibly could happen. It says, ye shall. But it's a guarantee. Now, as I looked back at these verses, at first I said, well, I need to focus on the middle of that verse where it says, in the world ye shall have tribulation. But what comes before that, that sentence? What comes after that, that sentence? You know, it's amazing because even in that tribulation, even in that struggle that we know we're going to have, Jesus wraps us up and bookends that statement with his comfort and with his conquering. He says, that in me ye might have peace. And yeah, you're going to have troubles, you're going to have problems, and then what happens after that? I have overcome the world. Now, once we realize that we're going to have tribulation in our lives until we no longer walk the earth as fleshly human beings, next we have to realize about how to react to these problems. Are our reactions biblical? Are they spiritual? Are they led by the Lord? Or are reactions based on how we feel, what our emotions are, and what our heart wants? Now, what does the scripture say about our hearts? And Jeremy... And that's it. Why are you getting ahead of me, Christine? <laughs> All right, you heard her teacher's pet? There you go. Right there. <laughs> Jeremiah 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, have you ever been in an argument with a loved one or had a bad day at work or some days just feel like you never should have gotten out of bed? And just pulled the covers over your head and stayed there all day long. Now, our natural reaction is to do what? To dwell in those emotions, to look to our hearts, to want to find a way to feel good in some way to get us out of that. Now, we've all seen shows and movies where you know, maybe a girl gets let down and she's brokenhearted. And what does she do? She goes and puts on her PJs or her sweatpants and plops down in front of a TV with you know, a, a carton of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, right? In me and Bob's case, it is Turkey Hill what? Ice cream. What kind? Peanut butter cup. That's the praise of the Lord, brother. Peanut butter cup. That, now, look. That might be an acceptable route to run away from your problems is a pint of peanut butter cup. But in all seriousness, we run from our problems. We seek comfort and happiness in things that are our body, that our body and our mind and our heart tell us will help. We may look at a situation as it is now and look to the past and wish we could even go back to where we were before we sat on our path and our walk with the Lord. This is human nature, 
The evidence goes all the way back to the Israelites as they were wandering in the wilderness after being freed from Egypt. And we reference back to Numbers 14.2. It's very clear. All the children of Israel did what? They murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we, we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? Mm-hmm. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey? Why would God send us out to our families in danger and we would die? Mm-hmm. Were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Now you have to consider that the very prison they had begged God to free them from, a very short time after God had actually fulfilled that promise, they're trying to figure out how to plan to go back to that exact same captivity that they came from. Now, this is a rhetorical question, but how many of us have prayed for God to specifically set us free from something? And while God has made a way, We find ourselves yearning for that exact thing that we prayed to be free from. And maybe even break down in times of weakness in that very thing. In 2 Peter 2 verse 20 it says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So they have broken free. They have escaped. They are saved. But yet they return back and become entangled and overcome. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it than to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. And it gets a little gross here. But it happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Now, this is saying it's better that we never knew Jesus if we return to our old ways after we know the truth. Mm-hmm. So the question that I ask and the question that posed to me while I was studying and while I was reading, where are we running to? Are we running to God or are we running away from God? If we're following our emotions, our feelings, and our heart, then I think that we know the answer. Because who knows our heart? And who can overcome our struggles? In 1 John 3, verse 8, it says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have the confidence towards God. So it's not up to us. It's not our fleshly desires. It's not my emotions, my feelings, my heart, my thoughts. What I want is being reliant on the only one who knows, the only one who conquers, the only one who comforts. And in Luke 15, we look at the parable uh, about the prodigal son. And I'm not going to go through the whole parable. Most of you do know the stories, but know the story. But it's a young man who wanted to go live in the world thinking that he was going to find happiness there. After wasting his money on riotous living, where did he end up? In Luke 15, 15, it says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have fain filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. 
So he got so lowly to the point where he was sitting with the pigs looking over at the trough going, I'm hungry. That doesn't look that bad. Can you imagine? And what did we just talk about? We referenced back to the end of verse 22 in 2 Peter 2, and the sow that was washed in her wallowing in the mire. He was sitting up in his father's house. He was clean. You know, he was obedient. You know, he was living under the will of his father. And out, going outside that, he decided, no, I'm clean, but I'm going to go wallow in the mire with the swine. And it's a conscious choice, unfortunately, that a lot of us make. Now, when he had nowhere to turn, nowhere to go, where did he run? Back to his father's house. But why do we wait? Why do we all wait until there's nowhere else to turn before we run to the Father? Wouldn't it have been a much simpler, happy story if it went like this? Once there was a young man who thought, I'm going to go live in a world, and that's going to make me happy. But his father said he shouldn't, so he stayed home, and everyone was happy. The end. (laughs) That sounds like it's a good story, right? But oftentimes, we sit and we wonder and even pray to God, why am I going through what I'm going through right now? I mean, only God knows the reason, but I assure you that he has one. Could it be that we're choosing to run to things that are taking us away from him? If only we were to run to him every single time, we would not grow weary and we would not faint In Isaiah 40, verse 31 again, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, a lot of times we run away from what we should run to, and we run to what we should run away from. But then sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't run to something or someone or somewhere. Sometimes we just want to hide. But the same question applies. Are we hiding from God or are we hiding with God? Now, y'all know I cannot preach a message without mentioning my favorite, huh? Who said it? No, not for, the truth is revealed, peanut butter ice cream. No, my favorite character in the Bible who I identify with more than, thank you very much, Miss Cindy, God bless you. Peter, I cannot preach a message without bringing Peter into the story because he, he's, he's me. He's a lot of us, right? He's someone in the Bible. He wants to follow Jesus, and he's passionate, and he's excited, and, and he's hot-headed, and he puts his foot in his mouth, and he makes mistakes. And God used him for some of the greatest successes of any of the other disciples in the Bible, but he also highlighted and showed some of the biggest failures of any of the disciples in the Bible. But I love the fact that he was. He was a hothead. He was a screw-up. He was a doubter. He was a scaredy-cat. He was all these things. But God used him tremendously, both before Jesus died on the cross and after he appeared again, Jesus made the choice to hide in the world and not in God's will. If we look at Matthew 26, verse 69, it says, Now Peter sat without in the palace. This is as the crucifixion, as Jesus is on going to the cross and up on the cross. It says, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied 
uh, before them, all saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto him that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and swear, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. So instead of being at the foot of the cross, instead of hiding in the shadow of the Lord, he decided to stay outside the palace, to blend in with everyone else, and even go so far as to curse so that he would appear like all the other non-believers. Just so, he wasn't in danger. And then after the resurrection, Peter and a few other disciples, they returned to Galilee. And even when it was clear that Jesus wanted, to, wanted them to be fishers of what? Fishers of men. What do they do? They jump in a boat, they head out to the ocean, and become fishers of fish. In John 21, verse 3, it says, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing. And they, the other guy, said, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Jesus was not with them right then, and they knew that he was going to be gone from them shortly. So instead of seeking God's will and continuing in Jesus' teachings, again, Peter and the others decided to hide in the world. They returned to what they knew, what they had known prior to, what, to knowing Christ. Now, unfortunately, just like many times we run away from God when things are difficult, we often hide from God when things are hard. But this is an absolute direct opposition to what the Scripture says. In Psalms 119.114, it says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Now, this specifically says, very specifically says, in our times of struggle and opposition, we should keep the commandments of God, not crawl under the bed, the bed covers, not cover our head in the pillows. God will hold us up. God will protect us. God will keep us safe if we make him our hiding place. Amen. Not only are we not supposed to hide from God, we're not supposed to hide from our sin. Rather, we are to expose our sins so that we are able to find safety in the hiding place of the Lord. In Psalm 32, verse 5, it says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, thou, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. And again, it starts with this sin and this is what's wrong, but it ends with the comfort, the protection, the love, the restoration. The book of Psalm is full of references to God being our hiding place. God being our refuge, God being our rescuer. And it's amazing if we stop to take the time to understand while we are fleeing from the one that we think is going to judge us and condemn us and reprimand us, if we only seek him and hide within his presence, then he will be faithful to bring us through anything. Mm -hmm. If we're in trouble, if we need strength, 
Where should we go? Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof be uh, thereof roar and be troubled, through the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. So tidal waves, earthquakes, hell on earth. doesn't matter. God is our refuge. God is our strength. What if we feel oppressed? What if we, we feel we're in trouble? Then where should we go? Psalms 9, verse 9. The Lord also will be my refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. When we seek peace, when our hearts and our minds are in chaos and worry and despair and stress, where should we go? Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto, known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And what did we talk about? We talked about we have feelings, we have emotions, we look to our hearts, we look to our minds. It's not ours to look to. It's ours to surrender, to turn over to Him, to ask Him to be our refuge, to be our rescuer, to be our hiding place. And in that, He shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When we're afraid, when we're overwhelmed, when we feel like the entire world is against us, where should we go? In Psalm 17, verse 6, it says, I have called upon thee, for thou will hear me, O God. Is is amazing and impossible to measure the stature of the Lord. I mean, when you think of God, when I think of God, I think of this ginormous, immense, huge presence that oversees billions of people, millions of stars and galaxies, and the fact that I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. I am one little cell I am one little molecule in a universe of amazing things that God has created. And yet, God, for thou wilt hear me. Incline thine ear unto me and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness. O thou that savest by, my, by thy right hand, which them which put their trust in thee, from those that rise up against them, keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings for the wicked that oppress me, for my deadly enemies who compass of me about. They are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set our eyes bowing down to the earth like as a lion that is greedy of its prey and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord. Disappoint them. Cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is my sword. It's not our fight. You know, it, it's, not, it's not our struggle. It is not our desperation. It is the Lord's to handle. We just need to hide with Him. When the world lets us down, when other people let us down, when we ourselves let us, let us down, there's always one who never lets us down. And the shame of it, most people go through hard times, they're ashamed. When they're consumed by chaos, 
that comes from this world. They don't run to the Father. They don't hide with the Lord. They run away from Him. They hide from Him. Have you ever woke up and said, man, I just don't want to go to church today. I just don't want to talk to pastor. I just don't want to hear the word. Why? Why? I want to close with this. uh, One second. Probably I was considering not talking about this, but as I stand before you, I'm a testimony of one who is guilty of this time and time and time again. It's because whether I feel unworthy, whether I feel I can handle, I can handle those problems. I can handle those issues myself. I don't need, I don't need God. I can do it. Whether it's something I don't feel is that important for an almighty, all-powerful, all-seeing God, he doesn't need to bother with that. I'll just suffer through it. It's fine. He's got more important things than me. But I can assure you, running into things in my past, hiding in the world with things that are familiar, it never leads to peace. It never leads to joy. It never leads to the fulfillment that we all desperately want. Now, I want to close with this final set of, of verses We all want instruction. If I stood up here before you and I had a million dollars in the bank that took me 30 days to make, and you knew I knew what I was talking about, you would want instruction. You'd want me to say, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? And you listen. We all want that instruction. We all want guidance. We all want direction. And biblically, it's there. And what to do in so many circumstances are laid out in the scriptures. Now, I feel it cannot be clear than this, and this is in Psalms 38, verse 9. It says, Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. My heart panteth, my strength faileth me, as for the light of my eyes is gone from me. Do you know anyone whose light in their eyes is gone? My lovers and my friends stand aloof from my sore, and my kinsmen stand afar off. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. Everyone is against me, but I as a deaf man heard not, and I was as a dumb man that openeth not his mouth. Thus I was as a man that heareth not, and in whose mouth were are no reproofs, for in Thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou will hear, O Lord my God. For I said, hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my foot slippeth, they magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to halt, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare mine iniquity. I will be sorrow, sorry for my sin, but my enemies are lively. And they are strong, and they that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. They also that render evil for good are mine adversaries, because I follow the thing that good is. Forsake me not, O Lord, O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. If you are going through a struggle, if you've been through a struggle, if you know struggles are coming, 
You read that verse every day, multiple times a day, that will guide you. That can be your place to run. That can be your place to hide. It's natural to want to run from trouble. It's natural to want to hide from danger. But we need to quit running to the wrong thing. We need to quit hiding in the wrong places. Let's stop running from God and run to Him. Let's stop hiding from the Lord and hide with Him. With that, run and hide. My friends, run and hide. It's scriptural and it's right. We just need to run and hide as the Lord wants us to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just... uh, just thank you for giving the opportunity to stand here, Lord. I just feel inadequate. You know, I feel unworthy. I feel, you know, that the words I stumbled over, I just pray that they touched hearts and it was you, Lord. It wasn't me. And I just pray if there's someone here today, Lord, someone that's running from you, whether they're watching online, whether they're here in the service, whether they watch it in the future, Lord, I just pray that that person chooses not to run from you, but chooses to run to you pray if there's someone out there that's going through heartache, they're going through struggles, they don't, they don't have a safe place and they feel that they need to just drown themselves in the world. Let's pray that they, they choose you to hide with. Pray that they choose to, to hide under your wings to get strength and to be recovered and to have that love that only you can provide. Oh Lord, I just pray that this is message was encouraging. Uh, Lord, again, it's, it's not anything I could have done. Lord, as I close the service, I just know that the first, and, first thing that one must do to be able to run to you and to hide within your strength is to know and truly accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, I pray that there's anybody here today that does not know why you sent your only son to this earth. You know, why he lived 33 years of a perfect, sinless life. Why he was sent to the cross. Why he died on that cross. And why he rose again the third day to prove he was God. There's someone here who doesn't know that. I pray that today would be the day to understand all that was done for us. Each individual one, as I said in the message, the universe that is run by our Lord and our God It's massive, it's huge, it's immense. But he loves each and every one of us so much that he sent his son to die on that cross. I pray if there is someone here today, if you hear these words, they're not my words, they're the Lord's words. If you will accept Christ into your heart, you can be saved. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus Christ to die on that cross so that you could have an eternal relationship with him. So with heads down and eyes closed, I just want to say a prayer. And if you're one today that says, I don't know if I have that relationship with Jesus, I don't know if I've ever truly accepted him into my heart, this is an opportunity. It's not about the words that will come. It's not about a ceremony. It's not about any kind of a public display. This is about a true relationship, a true acceptance in your heart knowing that God loves you so much. Jesus died on that cross for your sins. So if you are one of those folks today and you said, I, I, I don't know, but I want to know, I'm going to pray a prayer. And again, it's not the words, but if you want to pray with me in your hearts and in your minds,
to accept Christ in your heart, then pray after me in your hearts and your minds. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've done things wrong. I know that I don't deserve a home in heaven. I know I don't deserve a relationship with God Almighty. But Lord, I know that you sent Jesus to the cross to die for my sins. I accept the gift that you've given. I accept my salvation through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, I accept you into my heart. I accept you into my soul today. That I may have that relationship. Lord, I thank you for joining us today. If you prayed that prayer today, if you were one that accepted Christ in your heart, please reach out to myself, reach out to the pastor, reach out to Miss Christine. We want to pray for you. 